With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Managing Director, Charts and Data Operations at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. How's it going, Katie? It's great. Happy post-Beyonce weekend, Keith. Indeed. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a heck of a... Beyonce filled weekend, a long weekend. She took over Los Angeles. She took over Los Angeles for three sold out shows at SoFi Stadium. We're going to talk all about that in just a moment. Because, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Zach Bryan takes over the top of both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart thanks to his new self-titled album and its breakout track, I Remember Everything, featuring Casey Musgraves. Front of the podcast. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's Brian's first number one on both charts, and it's Musgraves' first Hot 100 number one and top 10, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, Miley Cyrus's Used to Be Young debuts straight into the top 10 on the Hot 100, marking her 12th top 10 hit. Also on the show, we're talking all about Beyonce, because Keith and I were both lucky enough to each be at a show, as were our colleagues Gail Mitchell and Kat Johnson, and we've enlisted them both for a little roundtable discussion about all things Queen Bay, so stick around for that. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First up, Zach Bryan takes over the top of both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart this week. As the singer-songwriter, who of course broke through in a big way in 2022 thanks to his American Heartbreak album and its slow-burning hit song, Something in the Orange, debuts at number one on both lists. His new self-titled country rock album launches atop the Billboard 200 with 200,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending August 31st, according to Luminate. And most of that sum was driven by streaming activity. The set's 16 songs collectively earned 233 million on-demand official streams in the U.S. last week, and that is the largest streaming week ever for a rock album and the fifth largest streaming debut for a country album. The only country albums that have debuted with bigger streaming weeks have been two Morgan Wallen albums and two Taylor Swift albums. Great. Uh, So there you go. 
So he's in good company. Uh, we, uh, by the way, categorize Zach's album as both rock and country. So it appears on both our top rock albums chart and our top country albums chart, as we did with the American Heartbreak album. And you might be wondering, does this happen often? Not really. There's some other artists like Jelly Roll, for example, that mm. has been on both rock and country. Um, and the last uh, Robert Plant, Alison Krauss album was on both charts as well. Is some of that determination made by if uh, like what formats are playing them on radio? It's a combination of, I mean, it's, it's like sonically, what is it? Mm-hmm. Is it kind of straddling the line between country, uh, like basically the stylings of country music mm-hmm. and rock music? Mm-hmm. Uh, are sort of are rock radio stations and country stations both embracing it? Yeah. Is it playlisted on streaming services on both rock mm-hmm. playlists and country mm-hmm. playlists? What does the artist themselves and the label themselves kind of position it as? Right. Um, you know, so it's he's an interesting case where a lot of people could say like, well, isn't a lot of country music rock based? I'm like, yes. However, it does feel like there's more, at least in recent times, a more kind of specificness to how there are more projects that are kind of defined as like, oh, it's it can be both things. Yeah. Yep. Um, all that said, concurrently, all 16 songs from the new album debut on the Hot 100, led by I Remember Everything, featuring Casey Musgraves. It's the second top 10 for Zach, following Something in the Orange, which hit number 10, and the first number one. And it's the first top 10 totally at all, and the first number one for Casey Musgraves. Yes, and if you listen to this podcast, you know I love Casey. We interviewed her back um, the year she won Album of the Year at the Grammys for Golden Hour. Literally days before. Days before that, and so this is just... We're a good luck charm, everyone. Remember that. Yeah. This is just a huge, a huge win for her. I, I love this for her and for Zach. It's great. Also, that song um, apparently was highly uh, playlisted on Spotify, I guess, on New Music Friday. Okay. So that's part of the reason why it had such a huge influence. But I think also because Zach himself has been such a like a force on streaming services over yes. the past year and a half. And, and his, just gained momentum. Just, yeah, like his songs just keep streaming and he keeps finding new fans. So it only makes sense that the magical algorithms of Spotify and Apple and other streaming services basically told everyone, yo, there's a new Zach Bryan track and a new album out. Yeah. So like if you didn't know, you knew last week or the yeah. weekend before last. And if you didn't see also, he announced a new tour um, that he's launching and some of the – opening acts for it are like Jason Isbell and Cheryl Crow. Wow. So like my man is on some next level Cheryl, stuff right Cheryl here. Cheryl Crow is opening for Saturday. Yeah, it's, I think it's only one date okay. and it might be the Nashville show. So wow. it makes a lot of sense. So they're both opening for him in Nashville? Um, I don't know about, J- about right, Jason. Yeah, That's I don't right. know the full breakdown, but I did see that the Cheryl's was just one date. But any if any day Cheryl Crow's opening for you, like, Friend and you're podcast, a young Cheryl artist. Crow. Yeah. I'll, yep. I'll just keep saying that every so often. <laughs> we got a few of, of those. <laughs> um, well, I remember everything drew 33.7 million streams and sold uh, 10,000 downloads in the tracking weekend in August 31st. Um, it's not being formally promoted to radio, but it did earn 263,000 in radio airplay audience impressions. Uh two-thirds of which came from radio stations that report to Billboard's country airplay chart. Remember, continues the revolving door of number one country hits on the Hot 100. It's the fourth straight country song to hit number one, and there have been no gaps between these. Uh, Following Richmond, North of Richmond by Anthony Oliver Music, of course. Try That in a Small Town by Jason Aldean. And Last Night by Morgan Wallen. 
And I believe that in the top six on the Hot 100, there are four country songs um, that still remain there between, of course, Remember Being Number One, and then Last Night, Fast Car, and Rich Men are all in the top six still. Yeah, Luke Combs' cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car is yet again number two. Yep. And yet another and yet, yet another, another bridesmaid. Song, <laughs> yet another bridesmaid. It's going to be – that's a heck uh, of a wedding. But um, he had a new baby last month, by oh. the way. He just had his second son. Um, who was born? He they didn't announce it until late last week, but he was born on August fifteenth. Well, maybe that news will help propel the song to number one. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm I'm more so saying like he's got more important things he's uh, concerned with right now. <laughs> I know, but as, as a chart geek, it'd still be fine. I know. All right. Well, lastly, Miley Cyrus's "Used to Be Young" crashes into the Hot 100's top ten at number eight. With 25.9 million in airplay audience, 17.8 million streams, and about 19,000 sold from its release on August 25th through August 31st. It also starts at number two on the digital song sales chart, number nine on the streaming songs chart, and at number 19 on the radio songs chart. Uh, it's actually the second song to start in the radio songs top 20 this year, following, oh, hey, look, Miley's Own Flowers, which debuted at number 18 in January on its way to an 18-week run at number one, mm. the longest ever by a woman. Of course, all these stats I just said were for the radio songs chart. Mm -hmm. So on the Hot 100, Miley collects her 12th Hot 100 top 10, and here is her previous top 10s. Flowers, uh, Without You with the Kid Leroy, which was in 2021, that hit number eight. Of course, Flowers hit number one for eight weeks earlier this year. Malibu in 2017 hit number 10. Wrecking Ball hit number one for three weeks in 2013. Her first number one. We Can't Stop hit number two in 2013. Can't Be Tamed hit number eight in 2010. Party in the USA hit number two in 2009. He Could Be the One, which was built to Hannah Montana, hit number 10 in 2009. The Climb hit number four in the same year. Seven Things hit number nine in 2008. And See You Again hit number 10 in 2008. And I feel like See You Again was the turning point. Well, and there was a great story because she's been doing these little video clips like the last week where she's kind of reminiscing on her career so far. And a fan, one of the fan questions was asking why there was not a music video for See You Again. Oh. And Miley said it was because her label did not think it was going to be a hit. And basically her fans turned it into what it was, a top 10 Hot 100 hit. Her first top 10, right? And that's uh, that's the rest of the story, I guess. And so they they never made it a video because they were like, ah, this old thing? It's not too late. Yeah. Yeah, there make, you go. Make it a viral hit. Look at, look at what's happened. Beyonce's Renaissance World Tour came through Los Angeles this past weekend, playing three sold-out shows at SoFi Stadium. So Keith and I were both there, but on different nights. <laughs> and... Two of our coworkers, Gail Mitchell, executive director of R&B Hip Hop, and Kat Johnson, business development and talent relations manager for Billboard, were also at the shows. So we thought, let's have a little panel discussion about our experiences at the three LA shows. And Kat, who is a card-carrying member of the Beehive, was at all three of the shows. Yeah, Kat. Making the rest of us look real, <laughs> real, real lame. Uh, I want to start with Kat since she went to all three right. and just ask, like, I want, like, your top level kind of comparisons between the three shows. Like, what did each night represent to you, Friday, Saturday, Monday? I feel like Friday was definitely the warm up. I mean, it was amazing. 
But Friday was the warm up. Saturday she was in her element, and then Monday it was just like pandemonium. <laughs> yeah, it's like like she defined her. 26-year career, I feel oh, like. Right there. Oh, she's, yeah. I heard she thanked everybody who'd been with her since 1997. Yeah. Which is like, if you think about the gravity of that career, it's, and that's what she showed on that stage. 100%. I think for us to hear, you know, Latoya Luckett, Latavia get shout out, that was, that was a huge was deal. A yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that. And um, Gail, I'm going to switch yes. to you. So you went to Friday and went to Monday. Friday and Monday. Um, what stood out for you as like the memorable moment from the two shows that you saw? For me, for both shows was um, "Break My Soul." Oh yeah, I just love that song. But to hear those beats live, and to watch that crowd, and her and her dancers, and you know, it just you just yeah, I just kind of lost it on that song. This is both the perfect nights. pivot to Keith because she also does the the Queen's remix. Why, yes, she does. <laughs> that we talked about, about frequently. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this is like a very like 2023 like problem to have. I knew going into the show that this moment was going to happen. Right. Where, it wasn't a surprise to you. No, it wasn't a surprise, but like I knew that Beyonce was going to perform the Queen's remix of Break My Soul. That remix samples Madonna's Vogue. I knew that Madonna's name would appear on the big screens as <laughs> Queen Mother Madonna, along with all the other women that she name checks in the song and sings right. and shouts outs and celebrates. I knew that Beyonce would say, Queen Mother Madonna, we love you. I knew all that was going to happen. So I thought I was prepared to capture all of this on video. However, my ineptitude at capturing something on video on my phone, on my video phone, <laughs> reared its ugly head where I captured the first part of Break My Soul and then when I pivoted to get the big screen mm -hmm. where it said Queen Mother Madonna, mm -hmm. I was zoomed in too closely uh -oh. and I didn't know how to unzoom uh -oh. without just stopping the video. Uh -oh. So I literally missed the first half of Beyonce saying Queen Mother. Aww. So I just got the very tail end of it. <laughs> and I was so pissed off because I lost having both the moment of being in the room <laughs> and being just there watching the show. And I also just lost the moment of actually capturing it on video. <laughs> and I, I I stopped the video, and I'm just like, I just felt stupid with myself. <laughs> Is it that why like, you got so quiet? Because yes. you didn't show you didn't show this kind of emotion last night. Oh, by the way, Gail and Keith went together. Gail and I sat together. It was very frustrating because it is very, it's very much what someone does at a concert where, like, you're not in the moment, and mm. then you get taken out of the moment. And I just, I was like, you know what? I should have just let it go. Sounds like you're going to have to go to another city. Just see, <laughs> <laughs> just see yeah, but yeah, coming break, up. Break, the, the whole Break My Soul like segment, um, you know, the, the songs preceding it, and then the big finale with the fireworks and her singing Vogue, obviously, <laughs> would be very monumental to me. <laughs> and it was. But the entire show was obviously great. Wait, Kat and I have a surprise for you guys, though. Because I brought bought random tickets with my friend, she bought random tickets, and we were in neighboring sections. Literally. <laughs> directly next to each other in the gigantic SoFi Stadium. Oh, wow. Like, I looked over and I heard her laughing and I was like, is that Katie? She came over all wow. skeptical like it couldn't possibly I was like, be. That's, that's not Katie. So we got to actually hang out a little bit at the show too, cool. which was kind of great. Yeah, that was, that was a Saturday show? Or Friday. 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 Oh wait, Friday so night. all three of you were at Friday. Yes, that's yeah. correct. Oh my God, okay. Only cat at Saturday in this, uh, yeah. this oh, quartet. Right. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, how many times have we seen Beyonce live, by the way? Kat, let's, let's 25. Start with that was my first time seeing her <gasps> I thought you on Friday. I know. Bad fan. Fake fan. Fake fan. That's why I went so hard. I yeah. had to. I was like, I had to make up for lost time. <laughs> like, Your membership wow. would be revoked. I know. Well, I could never <laughs> afford it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. now it was like, okay. No one can still afford this yeah, show. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm going to accept that I can't afford it and go all in anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I need to pay my rent. Wait, uh, Gail, have you seen Beyonce well, before? Well, you know what? After reading his prep notes, I said, let me go on. She's had eight tours starting mm-hmm. in 2004, I think, with Alicia Keys, Missy Elliott, and her. Oh, what and a When she was lineup. first starting out. Mm-hmm. So I took Alexis, my daughter, to that one. That was 2004. I think it said she's had eight concerts, tours. I've been to seven of them, six wow. with my daughter, because she was counting. We were counting Friday night. And yes. how old was Alexis in 2004? She was born in 94, oh so my God, 10. Oh, my 10 years old. So yes. cute. And yeah. Alexis was there with you Friday night. Yes, she was. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yes. Uh, Keith? It was the first time I'd ever saw Beyonce. Uh, it was my first solo Beyonce show. Really? And you were coming for wow. me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a lot different. You, you, you proclaim from the rooftops that you're, you're part of the hive. I am, though. Ask me a question. Oh, wow. she is. She is. Wow. No, but I saw Destiny's Child in the year 2000. Wow. And my, col- my eventual college, I was a senior in high school, my eventual college's like, auditorium, it was a small venue what, for Destiny's Child. Was it like a college show, literally? Um, like Destiny's Child playing a college? Yeah, kid? I think so. Michigan wow. State University Auditorium. What, what year? Yeah. Uh, 2000. It was when I was uh, oh, wow. like the okay. second half of my senior year of high school before I went attended Michigan State the next year. Wow. Yeah, and we wore backless shirts, and it was you know it was 2000. Oh, there guys. were so right. many backless shirts <laughs> right. last night, guys. Oh my God, the silver. That was the show. The silver. Yes. Um. So Beyonce, of course, asked everybody to wear silver, and people like delivered. And oh, Kat yeah. had three different silver ensembles. Kat for has silver. Over fingernails okay. right oh, now. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Oh, look at oh, oh, get out. Oh, <laughs> I have to. Cool. Katie is showing everyone her fingers and toes. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Can the podcast Katie is now taking her foot and that? put it onto the table. It's <laughs> very unclassy. I've never done that. <laughs> the silver was amazing. It was legit a fashion show. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah, that absolutely. was a show in itself. It yeah. really was. And yeah. people, like, seriously showed up for it. It was awesome. I felt incredibly inact- inadequate. That's what he kept and telling me every five um, minutes. We're sitting there having pizza and just watching well, everybody when, walk like, up and down. Well, when, like, half-naked people yes. walk past you <laughs> in, like, like, a shoestring bikini or some sort of mesh like something out of like Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome outfit, <laughs> or but you stop doing a double take at some point because it's like actually they're the no, ones that don't no, stand no, out. No, I doubled, I tripled, I quadruple take. Yes, no. takes everywhere, takes everywhere. Okay, and so he's picking out outfits for me, Gail. Why didn't you wear that one? <laughs> Love it. Why that chainmail yeah, dress? Exactly. Um, okay, so since all three of you went to the show, because Beyonce's birthday was on Monday, the literal B day was September 4th. She turned 42 years old at the show, and all three of you guys were there. I'm not I'm not jealous. I'm not super jealous. But let's talk about the special things that happened on Monday um, and kind of like how you all reacted to them. I feel like I had heard rumblings about the Diana Ross thing before the show, right? So you guys knew mm. going in, or did you know? Well, well Kat had told us that she had right. read something on the interwebs, but yeah, I don't, like, I'm I not going to— Yeah, Schneider, I'm not going to say I it. knew. It was yeah. extra, yeah. Okay. Oh, extra. But sorry right. sorry to the other E, extra. <laughs> <laughs> people, people spread rumors all the time. I was True. like, right. yeah, maybe she'll show up, but it seems kind of far-fetched. But she did. Um, can I just recap what she did? Please, I'd like that. So um, Beyonce 
surprised, uh, sorry, Diana Ross surprised the audience and appeared on stage during a moment when Beyonce herself was off stage. And I sort of lost my marbles. Sure. And he like, screamed. <laughs> I mean, it's Dinah F. and Ross uh-huh. on stage, uh, the original Supreme Diva. Right. The, the diva that Beyonce uh, basically, she would not exist without Diana Ross. Sure. Which is what Beyonce actually said on stage. <laughs> so uh, Diana Ross emerges. She sings a bit of Love Hangover, which is her own number one Hot 100 hit from the 1970s. And then Beyonce joins her on stage. And Ross tells the audience that it's Beyonce's birthday and asks everyone to hold up their phones in the air to illuminate the stadium Mm -hmm. and to sing happy birthday with Diana to Beyonce. And then after that, uh, Beyonce uh, said, holding Ross's hand, said, thank you so much. You are amazing. This is the legendary Diana Ross, and there would be no me without you. I think she said something else after that that I didn't have. You opened the door. Thank you for opening the door. For me, um, yeah. but Unreal. it was it was a heck of a moment, and then um, Beyonce walked Diana back, you know, to the end of the stage, and mm-hmm. Diana disappeared into the evening. But it was amazing. Yeah. What was, was the question? Well, I mean, that, you just answered it. Um, there, she wasn't the only guest on Monday night, though. She Who else came out? Kendrick. Kendrick came out for America has a problem. America's got a problem, isn't it? America has a problem. Yep. I'm gonna get the okay. name wrong. Um. Okay, there were. I heard there were some technical issues with it, but like overall, just what was it like having Kendrick pop up? I mean, first of all, go stink! Like, I was not. That was I was gagged. Like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Diana Ross was one thing, but like, I think as fans, we all love the remix mm-hmm. of "America Has a Problem." So to see Kendrick pop up on her birthday in Literally. LA, yes, yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Can't get better than that. Well, and it's like you don't need special guests when it comes to this tour. And so, but of course, being the birthday show, everyone knew it was going to be a little, you know, special. Special. There were a lot, a lot special. It was a lot special. I mean, I I have to say it was, yes, it was great to see Kendrick Lamar emerge from underneath the stage on Beyonce's sort of radio station. Uh, I I believe it's uh, KUNT radio um, uh, on air. What are those call letters again? um, (laughs) But uh, it it was interesting. At the beginning of America Has a Problem, Beyonce's mic wasn't working. Mm. Like there was something wrong. I thought it was Kendrick having time. Oh, it was both. Oh, it was both. 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 So when the song started, she was singing, but no, we couldn't hear anything. Oh, no. But it was like maybe like a few seconds. Okay. And then Kendrick emerges we hear him at the beginning, and then his mic cuts out, I believe, for like a third of his verse. Mm. And um, and and, and but her, but visually watching them, I don't think either one of them knew that there was anything wrong. Oh, okay. So there was something wrong inside the venue. Mm-hmm. But how how effing annoying is it mm. that you're like this moment? It's, which is the first time they've ever performed the remix together, right? right. Mm-hmm. Was ruined by that. Yeah. Now, now the great thing is it was marred, not ruined. Well, I know. Okay, fine. Your <laughs> words, not mine. Hopefully, they have it somewhere in a soundboard so that if they ever do release it, at least maybe they'll have the audio. Mm-hmm. And maybe they can fix it later in post production. Yeah. yeah 100%. But Friday, wasn't there an issue with uh, during Cali's oh, opening yeah, little, set? Oh yeah, little Wayne, yeah, little, little Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. They, I wasn't even sure what was happening. There. Yeah, and he kept going one two, Mike one two. It's not. On. And then, just to digress a second, I went to 50 Cent's show at Crypto, and the same thing. Jeremiah oh. opened. We waited an hour for Buster Rhymes because there were technical difficulties. When he finally oh. comes on, all throughout his show, which they truncated, I could tell, mic issues. 
and the same thing during 50s show. Mm. Get it together, my issue. people. So right. I don't know what's going on in L.A. with the, with the tech here, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, yeah the Khaled thing was crazy. I don't. Did you guys have people show up at Khaled's set on Monday there, night? There was no opening. No, there, oh, there was not. A, when Kate Trinata came, Kate came, out. came oh, out for a minute or okay. two, right? We, yeah. 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 Alexa <laughs> said she saw it online, <laughs> yeah. Was Khaled yeah. Friday and Saturday night? Friday yes. and Saturday night. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, we had a bunch of people. Like, at some point, I mean, I was, by the way, I was in the 400 section, everyone. When uh, Wiz Khalifa, no, not Wiz Khalifa. Is that who came out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wiz, or, Wiz came or, out. Okay. I think he was the first one I noticed to come out because all of a sudden they're doing See You Again. And I'm like, somebody goes, is the is the rapper here? I'm like, oh, Wiz Khalifa's not here. And then I'm like, I'm looking down and I'm like <laughs> squinting and I take my like phone out because they don't have any of the screens on for Khaled. I like him like zooming in on my phone like, oh, yeah, he is yes. down there. <laughs> he did some songs. And then uh, Quavo came out and uh, Coyle Ray came out, right. which I love the song player. So I was really excited about that. And, and then little, Lil Wayne and yeah. had and a two little chains before that. Oh, two chains. So yes, yeah, I completely yes. missed yeah. two chains. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, he the did different. Really, that was cool. The screens yeah. did be dirty on that one. I like could not see anything from up there uh, during the opening. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting DJ Khaled to do that. Like, Me uh, yeah, yeah, I was just thinking it was gonna be like a round of his hits, yeah, or something like that. But all those surprise guests were like, it, it really made, hyped up the audience. Oh it yeah, did. yeah, it helped a lot. Not that they needed any help because everybody. <laughs> was here. Okay, so let's let's do some final thoughts on this uh, experience. Um, do are we hoping that the tour gets extended for more dates? Do we need to go to this again? Do we need what do we need? Cat, what do you need? I'm trying to go to Dallas, Houston, New Orleans. <laughs> the remaining shows coming up. The right? remaining shows. Yeah, there's a Seattle oh, show wow. I think coming up. The show, the, the tour Probably. ends October first. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's Kansas August. City. Oh, mm. is it? Kansas That's City, here, here Cat life. comes. <laughs> Wait, Kansas did we City? already say the hometown, has the hometown shows mm, happened is, yet? No. No, Houston? that's next. Um, and I, we were talking about the fact that, like, what if Madonna shows uh, up? Oh, yeah. but Madonna had to cancel her tour. Originally, Madonna had a date around yeah, the orig- same time in Texas. Oh. Yeah, originally we Madonna's really celebration. Uh, yeah, Madonna's celebration tour and Beyonce's Renaissance tour were going to cross paths in Dallas and Houston mm-hmm. and Texas at the same time. And I'm like, oh, that would make sense. Like, it would be great. And, they, and there was a night off that, mm-hmm. they, in theory, could have happened. But clearly that ain't happening now. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's all right. It's all right. But the Houston, the hometown shows would, oh, be, that's, that oh, would be great. That, if, you're, if you're traveling, that would be the one. And, and, that, yeah. and that, I think, will be the show that absolutely wins the uh, Everybody on Mute Challenge. Uh, <laughs> I thought we did great last well, night. Did, great. The best didn't night she out of say the three, that we won? Did she say at some point we won? I feel social like social media said we won. Social media said we did, and I agree. <laughs> okay. It was yeah, silent. No, I they did it right. Yeah, I feel like we did it right. Bad, yeah. So Friday for, was horrible. <laughs> for people listening, there's a moment during which song is it? Energy. He, energy. Yep. Energy. So during energy, she says the line, um, "Everybody on mute." Right. Look around, everybody on mute. And then she stops for like a ten beat, and in theory, everyone is supposed to be muted. But there's always like two screaming people in the crowd, like, ah! or they're drunk or they don't know, and they ruin it. But we did real but good the on the Monday our show, show. The Monday show knew. They knew. Did they? Um, I know. I could tell. Like okay. I saw. I saw social videos. Show, it just Monday seemed good. Show. Yeah, Monday. I'm talking oh, about your time. show. I'm getting mixed up. Okay. Birthday show. No, the Birthday Friday show. show apparently was terrible. No, it was. People were. <laughs> but is there? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, 
it would be remiss to say that this was Beyonce's first time ever performing on her birthday. Really? She's performed September 2nd, September 1st, September 3rd, never September 4th. And this got added late. So originally, she only announced Friday, Saturday, and then Monday right. got added. Exactly. So it was a conscious decision to exactly. add it. Yes. So I felt like we definitely saw something that's... Monumental. Exactly. Well, to, uh, to say this, we didn't we didn't make this. I mean, Kat hinted at this earlier, but uh, at the beginning of the show, before she sang "Flaws and All," she gave a a, a thank you speech um, that I think was a little bit more elongated than the typical thank you mm, speech mm-hmm. that she does at the beginning of the show. Let me just recap some of the things that she said. Um, she was thankful about so many things to be alive, to be on stage, to be able to provide a safe space for everyone. Love that. Um, uh, for music and the ability to heal herself, which then heals, quote, all of you, gesturing to the crowd. She said that she was thankful for every tear, for every year, for her children, for her husband, mm. for, quote, all the shit we've been through, <laughs> for her beautiful father who was here tonight, as she said, and his sacrifice and pain, her mother, her beautiful queen, as she said. She was thankful for the ability to make lemonade out of our lemons. She was thankful to Kelly Rowland, Michelle Williams, LaToya Luckett, and Latavia Robertson, her Destiny's Child sisters. Mm -hmm. That got a big reaction from the crowd because I think everyone thought, are they here tonight? Um, (laughs) And she she also said she was thankful to everyone that had been with her since 1997 for every flaw, every stretch mark. Um, And she said that she was thankful that she was here at FN42. Hell yes. I feel like we leave it on that note, Keith. You just like, let's leave it with Beyonce's words. Because she said it all. Yeah. Yes, she did. Thanks for a great show, Beyonce. And now it's time for the chart stat of the week. The Rolling Stones have announced the forthcoming release of their first album of all new original material since 2005, and the set is titled Hackney Diamonds. Uh, We recorded this show on Tuesday, September 5th, one day before the band announced details about the project during a live stream on September 6th, so forgive us for not having more details like, you know, a release date. For instance. Yeah, for instance. The album is the first of all new original material from the band since 2005's A Bigger Bang. And it's the first since the death of the band's drummer, Charlie Watts, in 2021. Uh, I will point out that they did have a, they've had a number of greatest hits albums and live albums and reissues of previous albums uh, in the interim from 2005 onwards. And they did have a blues covers album. But this is the first time that they've put out, like, a proper studio album of, like, new original material in a very long time. Right. Um, and I've talked about this in the show before where it's like, Where how, is it? Where is it? It's kind of like, you know, when people were waiting for Guns N' Roses to put out Chinese Democracy. Mm-hmm. At least the Stones have never said, like, the name of anything. Right. They've always said, like, oh, they're sort of working on stuff. Like, but Yeah, probably but at I'm some like, point. I just assumed, I'm like, they're probably happy just playing the hits and yep. going on the road and making sense of money. But I'm thrilled because it's it's a it's 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 a great thing to get new music from the <laughs> Rolling Stones. So with this news, we thought we would salute the band with a chart stat of the week and a quiz, Katie. Mm. So Katie, the Stones have charted 60 albums on wow. the Billboard 200 chart. They have the record for the most top tens. Okay. 
How many top 10 albums do the Rolling Stones have, Katie? How many of those 60 albums were top 10? Um, I'm just going to start with uh, 20. Uh, no. I'm going to go up to 30. Uh, you're getting closer. Okay. And then I'm going to go up to 35. Real close. <laughs> 36? Real close. 37. 37. <laughs> that is correct. And of those 37 top 10 albums, nine of which hit number one. I just spoiled the next question for you. <laughs> um, well, Katie, I was going to ask you how many number one albums did they have. I just told you <laughs> nine. there were nine. Can you name their last number one album? Um, no, but <laughs> I can guess. Uh, maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe, uh, maybe without the title, how about the, like, That's what I was going to, I was wondering era. what the time frame would be. I mean, so you're saying that A Bigger Bang did not hit number one? It did not. Okay, so uh, in the 90s, did they have a number one album? They did not. Earlier than that. Earlier. 80s? Yes. Like, Sticky Fingers. Well, Sticky Fingers was that? wasn't in the 80s. Okay, when was that? 70s? Uh, I think it was like 71, 72, something Oh, like very early 70s. Okay, so what was the 80s album? Uh, the one was like Start Me Up? Yes. Okay. It, it was the album with Start Me Up, and that album was called Tattoo You. Okay. And that hit number one in 1981. Okay. Uh, so since 1981, the band has actually gotten sort of close to number one five times. They charted three number three peaking albums and two number two peaking albums. And here they are, just so you know. So Steel Wheels, the studio album that came out in 1989, hit number three. Voodoo Lounge, their studio album from 1994, hit number two. That's what I was, when I was saying, that, guessing the 90s, that's 100% the project I was thinking of. Like, these are albums that, like, we all remember, yep. like, being big moments. Yep. But uh, Bridges to Babylon, a mm -hmm. studio album from 1997, mm -hmm. hit number three. 40 Licks, which was a, uh, uh, at the time, a comprehensive uh uh, greatest Hits album that came out in 2002 and hit number two. And then A Bigger Bang, their last proper studio album of all original material, hit number three in 2005. So I'm holding out hope that maybe the Rolling Stones can get hit number one one more time on the Billboard 200 for the new studio album. I feel pretty confident it'll be top 10, just like the 37 previous yeah, top 10 I, albums. I feel confident about that. <laughs> I feel confident about nothing else. The odds are in their favor. The odds are in their favor. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. Just a little chart side of the week uh, in celebration of the announcement of a new Rolling Stones album. the end of our big show. Any parting words, Katie? It's just funny to think that we randomly went out on the Rolling Stones last week, didn't we? <gasps> oh, that's right. Because we, we did Beast of Burden um, because of Mick Jagger being our number one lead rock singer on our list. Maybe they were motivated to announce a new album He heard that. that and he was like, I gotta get back out there. <laughs> that's my Mick Jagger because I'm not going to do a British accent. Um, so I don't even know what to go out on because I'm like, oh, obviously we should go out on a Rolling Stones song. But that's silly because we went on a Rolling Stones song well, last week. Why don't we go out on a Beyonce song? I mean, I think that's great. Always a great idea. Um, uh, well, I know what I know what you will say if I ask you. We've already. I think we've gone out on my favorite Beyonce song. Which is before. Love on Top. No countdown. Same oh. album. <laughs> so we should do something else. <laughs> the people have heard Countdown. I'm pretty sure. Uh wow. Mm, there's so much to choose from. Or we could do a Destiny's Child song too. Mm. <laughs> we could just be simple and go out on Cuff It, which is like a recent hit from the Renaissance The answer album. is always yes. We'll go out on Cuff It, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 